Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Welcome to The Laverne Cox Show, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to The Laverne Cox Show. My name is Laverne Cox. My voice, my voce. <laughs> there are so many things that come to mind when I think about my voice and finding my voice. I mean, there's the idea of sort of finding my voice in terms of being able to speak up for myself and to own my story and to find a way to sort of tell my story, that part of finding my voice. But today, I, what I want to talk about is my actual voice, my singing voice and my speaking voice. And my voice for me has been a fraught subject, a contested space, um, particularly as a trans woman who has a very deep voice. I'm a trans woman who started my medical transition at the age of 26, and so my voice had already changed as a result of puberty and the testosterone dump that happens to people assigned male at birth during puberty if they have not had some sort of intervention, and I, I had no idea. I didn't even know the term transgender when I was going through puberty back in the day, and so sort of blocking that puberty was not really an option. And there are certain women who go through a puberty that, you know, causes all the effects of testosterone that are unfortunate. And they have, you know, high feminine voices, nevertheless. And then there's some of us who have very deep voices. And because I'm an actress and because I've studied singing and have a very wide singing range, I can change my voice. I can make it sound a little softer and more feminine. And... 
And for many years, I would kind of try to just, you know, speak about sometimes, you know, a fifth higher than my natural inclination to speak. And as an actress, I need to have that flexibility anyway to kind of um, maybe switch the pitch of my voice or the resonance of my voice. Sometimes it's not about pitch. It's about resonance. And like there's all of this, you know, sort of literature out there for trans women and around speech pathology and finding your female voice and all that stuff, right? And then there's just me needing to make a point. What I have to say is more important than like, you know, the sound of, of, of my voice. And so I have to just communicate it. And so sometimes there needs there's going to be a bit more bass in my voice. And I, for the most part, am okay with that. I definitely have moments still when I hear my speaking voice and I have a podcast, so <laughs> I hear my speaking voice a lot, where I'm like, oh my God, you sound so masculine. And then I had to remind myself that trans is beautiful. I started the hashtag trans is beautiful, you know, now eight years ago. God, it's really for me. <laughs> it's a reminder that I'm not beautiful despite all the things that make me noticeably trans. My voice is one of those things that makes me noticeably trans, but I'm beautiful because of those things. And so when I hear my voice and I have the impulse to say, oh, you sound too masculine or oh, that's too deep, I have to say trans is beautiful. And this is the voice that I have because of, you know, the puberty I went through and that is okay. It's okay. And so that is something I still, you know, kind of work with and struggle with. And there are days when I resonate my voice better. And I wouldn't say my voice is necessarily more feminine, but it's more resonant. And I have to just accept that. I have to accept that. And then there's a piece of me singing. So there is the issue of my speaking voice and there's the issue of my singing voice. So when I started voice lessons for the first time, I was in college, I was at Indiana University, and it was determined at the time that I was a bass baritone based on my range at the time. And, you know, I sang in that range and that register for a number of years until I moved to New York and discovered a, a, a drag queen named Shaquita who sang opera in a soprano voice. And there was also the movie Perinelli that featured the countertenor Derek Lee Reagan. So I learned about countertenors. And then there was also another drag queen named Barla Dean Merman who sang in soprano. And so I was like, oh my goodness, it's possible to be assigned male at birth and to sing soprano. And I was just kind of obsessed with um, the possibility of being able to do that. And I started experimenting with falsetto with various results and then found Iris Sif in 1996, who I interviewed on the first season of this podcast. And he is a male soprano himself and has just, you know years of experience as a singer himself and also as a teacher training voices of people who, of all voice types really, but it knows a lot about voices that were assigned male at birth that went through a puberty that released testosterone. I'm trying to be very intentional with my language. So note on the language that I'm using, I'm avoiding terms like male puberty because I think that that feels biologically essentialist. And I don't think I went through a male puberty. I went through a puberty that caused a release of testosterone because of the sort of reproductive organs that I was born with. Um, it's not I'm in, that I'm in denial. I'm very comfortably trans, but it's just like I'm trying to be more exacting and more accurate. And I'm really trying to disrupt the normative assumptions that we have around biology and the gender binary and all of that kind of stuff. So 
just a note on that language. Anyway, so there is the piece of my singing voice. And singing, oh my God, there's so much, such a history of trauma with me with singing. And I've, I've just released music, Summertime, a trip opera available wherever you get your music. And there's a video um, available on YouTube. Um, and... I'm happy that I've released this music. I've released music before where I don't really sing. I sort of talk sing. And I've been studying opera on and off for the past, what, that 27 years with Ira. And yeah, I mean, <sighs> there's the thing of like my voice as a trans woman. But then there's also the thing about sort of being an artificial soprano, right? And the... There, I mean, there's a new movement of countertenors in opera. Um, a countertenor, just by definition, is the considered the highest male voice. It's basically when male singers, um, people who identify as male, sing in a treble voice. And that treble voice could be alto, mezzo, soprano, or soprano. There are countertenors who sing soprano, and there are countertenors who sing alto. It just depends on your range and your, you know facility and whatnot. And so often the countertenor voice can be strident, can be shrill and not the most beautiful sound in the world. And then when there and when there is a really good countertenor, for me, I think it can be one of the most glorious sounds in the world. I think of Shaquita and Shaquita in her prime just has one of the most beautiful sort of soprano, male, quote-unquote male soprano countertenor voices that I've ever heard. It's a beautiful, gorgeous sound. There's a new singer named Kiman Mura, who is sort of lighting up the opera world right now, who's a young um, singer, a countertenor, who happens to also be a soprano, who has a luscious sound. Um, and so anyway, as I've experimented with my own voice and my own sort of singing, you know, transitioning to a treble voice and sort of being mezzo for a while and then sort of finding soprano notes and fluctuating between a soprano and a mezzo. And and I'm in an interesting place right now vocally where some things have shifted and, you know, the voice is always changing. See, that's the thing. My, I mean, my, it's like my voice is changing all over again at 50. It's like I'm going through another puberty at 50. My voice is cracking and it's changing all over again. Um, it's one of the things like I have as an artist, I, so I'm insanely critical. And I think that can serve me really well in so many different areas. I think critically about the world around me but sometimes when that criticism turns inward, it can, be, it can be very dangerous. I know what good singing is, and I have a very high standard for what good singing is, and I know when it's not, I'm not doing it, but it's actually really hard to sing really well. And I think the things that really make good singing, first and foremost, are pitch, and I don't have a great ear. It's gotten better, but it is not a good ear. And that is one of the best, the most fundamental thing that you sing in tune. And so... <laughs> You know, what is wonderful is that if you train and if you work really, really hard, your ear can get better with um, training and practice. And mine has. It was a disaster for many years. And I still have bad days, but it has gotten better. So pitch and dynamics. And when I say dynamics, I mean the ability to sing softly, loudly, to go from soft to loud. Sometimes in a phrase, mezzo de voce is, a, is an operatic term that, that we use to sort of note, starting a note really quietly, crescendoing that note or getting louder and then decrescendoing.
doing that note are getting softer. Um, many people think it's the, you know, if you can do a mezzo de voce on every note throughout your range, then you've mastered your technique because the breath control, you know, breath control is so, is another essential element um, in breathing of, of, of good singing. How do you control the emission of the air? So many things. I mean, an open throat. I mean, it's so technical. And ideally, you want to be at a certain point where you don't have to think about all these things, that it just comes out naturally. And I'm almost always thinking about all these things. It's like, you know, it always, it's rare that it comes out naturally for me. And this is why acting is my first. <laughs> and this is why I'm an actress and not a singer. But even though I'm an actress and not a singer, I still sing for fun. It's something that is often frustrating and difficult for me every day as I practice in the voice is different every day, but it is also something that brings me a lot of joy sometimes. Like sometimes when I'm on set and I don't care and I just start singing and it's I'm not in this perfectionistic thing. It's just fun. And that's where I want to always sort of be with my singing. Ideally, um, it's just a, it's an ongoing kind of process and it is incredibly vulnerable when you've been told that you can't sing most of your life. I've been told this um, and that I shouldn't sing and that I should shut up. So that is <laughs> when you've had that told to you your entire life, you know, there's a, it, it, you know, it's hard not to internalize. And so to continue to sing despite that feels like either I'm delusional or crazy or I'm just like fuck the world I'm going to do what I want I think it's probably maybe a little combination of both and um so it's just I, I guess what I want to say for trans folks out there who want to sing and are sort of figuring out like their voices and their you know and it's maybe not a film if you want it to be maybe that's just not but it's going to be for you. And that's okay. You know, what is feminine and masculine is such a, they're social constructs. Um, one of my favorite singers is Sarah Vaughn. She's a jazz singer. There's, a there's some wonderful videos on YouTube of her vocal range. And she has some low notes. She's a contralto. And she has low notes that sound full-on baritone, like baritonal kind of sounds that she makes that are just stunning, but they're still feminine. They're still beautifully feminine. And so it, the voices are, I think that's one of the wonderful things about a, a voice is that it can be androgynous. It can be genderless. It could be anything, you know? And sometimes you never know what someone's gender is based on their voice. We can make assumptions, but we don't always know. And that's kind of an awesome and cool thing. This is a good time to take a little break. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of our favorite Netflix series, Bridgerton. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad, is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor, and meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. And I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. Okay, we're back. There's so much of me unlearning my internalized transphobia to accept my speaking voice. And then with my singing voice to understand that, like, I don't have that warm, gorgeous sound that, like, Shaquita has or that Kimon Mora has or those one of those, a voice like Leanting Price or Jesse Norman. Voices that are just warm and smoky and dark. And whenever I, I over-darken my voice, it just isn't really, it doesn't really work. It's not what my sound is. And so just trying to be true to my sound, like, that I, my voice sounds a certain way when I sing in chest voice, it can be darker, actually. When I sing in chest, I can have, get some tones and some sounds that have a... So I can have that some very sort of covered, dark, smoky sounds in my chest voice and then and when I ascend into, into my head voice I can sometimes in right in the um, mix of that I can maybe have a little bit more of that quality maybe around the mix or oh, But eventually you have to let go of that weight if you want to keep going up. You just can't. There's weight on that, and that's fine. But if you want to keep ascending the scale, you have to let go of the
Yeah. Um, hmm. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> I mean, was it perfect? No. I mean, it's just me going through my range a little bit. Glissandoing. Glissandoing. I think I just made up a word. Glissandoing. Portamentoing. Throughout my range. Not necessarily doing scales, but just kind of sliding up and down. This scale, yeah, it's fun. And it's it's fun to sing those singing in my chest voice now too, which is new for me. And as I the lower there's a theory that the lower you sing, the higher you can sing. And I definitely find when I allow myself to sing at the very bottom of my chest voice, some of those almost vocal fry kind of sounds that like I can go higher. I've been topping out around the F. Um, F sharp above high C lately, or F sharp six lately, and it hasn't been going higher than that. Okay, in the past I've had a G, you know, and then that happens to be, you know, an F above high C, which is fun to sing for me. It's um, a dream. I never, and I never honestly thought I'd be able to sing this high. And um, it's always about having everything be connected from the bottom to the top of the voice. So yeah. And so as I get into it pedagogically and technically, it's really interesting and fascinating and fun. And, you know, I could talk about it all day. And so that part kind of gets me excited. There's the piece of like, releasing music and people criticizing and you know, so, so saying I should shut up. And then there's just like the fascination that I have with how to do all this and the production of it that I'm endlessly fascinated with. And like when I allow myself to be in the space of being a student and being in a space of the fascination and the curiosity and the kind of joy of it all, it, I don't know, it supersedes the sort of insecurity that I have around my voice and it not being, you know, a voice that can bring worlds together some <laughs> something insane like that it's just it's my voice it's my voice and accepting my voice in all of its imperfections is just a daily process self acceptance on every single level um there is a YouTuber named Herbie Rivales who ends their YouTube videos I'm forever in a state of practice and I love that I love that. So I, too, am forever in a state of practice. And when you're an artist, when your body is your instrument, when my emotional life as an actor is my instrument, my voice is my instrument, my body is my instrument, the levels of self-acceptance required are really on a whole other level. And it is so incredibly vulnerable, but it is also wonderful and there's so many lessons from my artistic work and my artistic training as an actor, as a dancer, as a singer that inform my psychological and emotional healing. That um, is really a gift. It's really a gift. And in the parlance of the community resiliency model, if you recall the six, the six components of the community resiliency model from season one, resourcing is one of them. And singing is a wonderful resource for me. It's something I do in life that soothes me. And it is a resource when I'm not all sort of perfectionistic about it and all hard on myself about it. And does that mean I need to like, you know, record and release music? No, but I've done that anyway, because I love this trip hopper project. I think it's really interesting and cool. And so if I can ever get the second video edited, it'll be out when it's out. And I don't know, it's just, you know, being an artist and being creative is 
It's who I am. And contending with my voice in the world is a part of that. Um, but owning it and cultivating it and training it, um, finding my voice feels right. That it's not just an uncultivated voice that you hear speaking before you, that you hear when, when I'm singing. It is a, a voice that has been honed through pain and sorrow and training and critical interventions of all sorts. <laughs> and that's me. That's me. That's Laverne. What else is true? What else is true for me today as I talk about my voice and saying, that I have a voice, that I have a voice, that I have the, the resources to train, that I've had the fortitude to train and to get better and to not allow not being good at something to keep me from doing something that I love. Creative expression is not always about a product or um, something that one can sell or something that is like marketable. Sometimes creative expression is just that. It's, it's, it's creative expression that one needs for oneself, for one's mental health and, and psychological well-being. And that is what creativity is for me. Ultimately, I'm a student who, for whatever reason, needs to sing. There's moments when it feels really good in your body, when things line up and it feels really good that it just like, it's awesome. And it could be a moment, you know, that like no one hears, it's not recorded, I'm in the shower, or I'm in my apartment by myself and just something beautiful comes out or it feels beautiful. I mean, it might not sound so beautiful, um, but it feels good in my body. And God, that's a really great thing. Somehow the joy and that that feeling of release can overcome sometimes that critical voice, which is really awesome when that can happen. So, yeah. Some random thoughts about me and my voice. My voce. Thank you for listening to The Laverne Cox Show. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with everybody you know. You can find me on Twitter slash X, Instagram and TikTok at Laverne Cox, and on Facebook at Laverne Cox for real. Until next time, stay in the love. The Laverne Cox Show is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd.